want you to grab your pens and paper. We're going to get ready to go to work on um, tonight's uh, training. And um, I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So um, get ready. Get ready, get ready. It's going to be a blessing. All right. I want us to um, pray. We're going to pray. Then we're going to get into our training tonight. Father, we just thank you uh, for this day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice. Be glad in this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your protection and your provision. Uh, you've been so good, so kind to us tonight. And uh, open the people's hearts to hear, the mind to understand, and faith to walk it out. Uh, Lord, without the help of the Holy Spirit, we would not be able to achieve that which you need us to achieve. We're grateful and we're thankful to be a part of your kingdom and to fulfill your assignment that you've given to us. Thank you for the anointing tonight, Lord, that remove burdens and destroy yokes. And I thank you tonight. And as we minister truth to these, your sheep, that burdens will be removed and yokes will be destroyed. Sign, wonders, and miracles will take place. We thank you for it in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Um, tonight I want to do, I guess, some... Um, training that I feel the Holy Spirit want me to do. It's very important you understand my purpose. Uh, my purpose as a pastor, as an overseer, as an apostle, uh, that I'm assigned to help you to grow. I'm assigned to help you to develop. I'm assigned to help you to be blessed and to fulfill God's covenant for your life. And, but you have to, you have a part to play as well as I have a part to play uh, in working together in the kingdom. And that's what I want to get, get you to understand. We're working together in the kingdom of God. We have been assigned to each other by God, I believe, for things that happen supernaturally in your life. But I want you to go to Jeremiah 3.15 tonight. Jeremiah 3.15. Uh, it says here that uh, Jesus says, or not Jesus, but Jeremiah uh, says. So when you go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Now, notice what this says. In Jeremiah 3.15, he says that I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you, get, get a hold of that, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, the purpose that God gives us uh, pastoral oversight. Uh, is number one to 
so that we will have or know how to stay connected to his heart. And give you pastors after his heart so those pastors, pastors will keep you connected to his heart. All right? And give you pastors after his heart so those pastors' assignment is to keep you connected to the heart of God. Now, in doing that to feed you so you can grow up as a Christian, to feed you so you can grow up as a Christian. And I need you to get these down. Number one, we give you passes so the pastor can keep you connected to the heart of God. Number two, to feed you so you can grow up as a Christian. To feed you so you can grow up as a Christian. A word Christian is to become Christ-like. Or to uh, follow Christ, to become developed in Christ likeness. So I want you to understand this: to feed you, so you can grow up as a Christian, but as Christ likeness. Again, uh, number three. Uh, to give you knowledge about God and his plan for your life. To give you knowledge about God and his plan for your life. All right. Very important that you get a hold of this. To give you knowledge about God and his plan for your life. Now, number four, to have understanding, to have understanding of how God works, to have understanding of how God works through the Holy Spirit in our lives. To have an understanding of how God works through our lives. Now, this is the purpose of why God has connected us so that you can have a clear view of our working relationship together. Number one, go back over. God gives you, give you pastors according to his heart so you can connect, stay connected to the heart of God to feed you so you can grow up as a Christian or, or in the likeness of Christ. Number three, uh, to have knowledge about God and his plan for your life. And number four, to understand how God works through the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, those are very important things that uh, is important for you to understand my assignment toward you so that you can get the full benefit of being connected to God. Now, go to Jeremiah uh, 23 and 4. Jeremiah 23 and 4. Once you look at that, another passage of scripture here. When you find your pastor 
your life will begin to develop as a believer. See, when you find your pastor, your life will begin to develop as a believer. I'm sending so you have time to write it. When you find your pastor, your life will begin to develop as a believer because uh, my job is to train you to become a true believer of the things of God, the word of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God for your life uh, as you are connected to his kingdom. Now, three things, and you will we'll read it in, in, in Jeremiah 23 and four, three things will start happening in your walk with God when these things are applied properly, when the relationship or the connection is honored and respected properly. Since that's the only way it's going to happen when it's honored and respected properly. Three things will start happening. Now, look at Jeremiah 23 and 4. <clears throat> he says, and I will set up shepherds over you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them. We see the word feed. Again, we see the emphasis on feed. <clears throat> because it's my job to feed you spiritual food that you may grow up in the things of God. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither be lacking, neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. And that's powerful because the Lord put his, if you let the Lord put his stamp of approval by saying, that said the Lord. So we understand that this is the Lord speaking through Jeremiah to the congregation and to the people he's pastoring, that he is what's supposed to take place in your life as we work together in the kingdom of God. Now, number one, no more fear. Number two, no more confusion in your mind. See, no more confusion in your mind bring clarity. And uh, through knowledge and understanding and wisdom, uh, then you lose uh, you lose that confusion because now you can clearly understand and you can clearly comprehend what the scriptures are saying to you individually. Now, number three is nothing like it. God's blessings will begin operating in your life, family, and business. Nothing like it. God's blessings will begin operating in your life, in your family, and in your business if, you, if you're a business or entrepreneur. These things are part of being connected uh, under a shepherd. And when you feed on what he's feeding you through the spirit now, you won't have fear, you won't have confusion, and you will not have lack in your life. Now, praise God, that is good news. That when you understand the purpose behind why God has given you a, a shepherd or a pastor, it's for, I like to say these words, divine development. Divine development. 
uh, as I feed you with understanding, feed you with knowledge, it's supposed to bring you to a place of divine development in Christ. Amen. You are supposed to grow as a Christian, grow as a believer in the things of God and the plans of God and in the purpose of God. You're not supposed to stay in the same spot over and over again. No, you're supposed to mature and develop in the things of God. All right? It's very important to you that you focus on these things because it's going to help you to mature spiritually. Because if you're not maturing spiritually, then that means you stay immature spiritually. And you don't want to do that. Uh, the Bible tells us we're supposed to grow. All right? We're supposed to grow. And, um, well, let's go over to Hebrew chapter 5. Hebrew chapter 5. Uh, it's another good uh, passage I want us to look at. Hebrew chapter 5. Go there. Again, the assignment tonight is to get you to understand my purpose my place in your life in the kingdom of God to help you to grow and to develop and all that God wants you to become. All right? It's my side to build you up so that you will produce results in the kingdom of God. So important that you get a hold of this tonight. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart to bring to the body of Christ tonight. Now, in Hebrew chapter 5, uh, let's look at verse number 12. Well, verse number 11 here, uh, Hebrew writers talking. He says, of whom we have many things to say. Hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Verse 12, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belonging to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil to discern both good and evil. Now, it's telling us that if we don't grow, and then it says the reason we don't grow is because we don't hear. We have a dull hearing. We're dull of hearing in the realm of the spirit. So you need to make sure that you understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to 
get over to you. That's why I try to take my time and teach, say sometimes say things over and over because I want you to get it. I want you to grow. I want you to be strong in the Lord and the power is might. Uh, so you can do these exploits that God so really readily are ready to do through us as believers of his son. And so here it tells us that if we don't do the things that we need to do, then we're going to stay based. And as long as we stay based, we're not going to be able to reach the heights and levels of the anointing and the glory he has for us. Um, I want us to look at also uh, 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 Ecclesiastes. Look at Ecclesiastes because what happens sometimes when we come to church or we own Zoom and we minister the word of God to you, if you don't go back and listen to that word so the Holy Spirit can give you understanding of what's been said to you, you're not going to grow. You're not going to receive from that word and the anointing that's in that word. Now, I like the scripture here because it's very, it's very detailed. I want to just give, give you this part A of this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 25, and this is one of the scriptures that the Holy Spirit helped me uh, some years ago when I began to uh, follow my spiritual father, Dr. Thompson. And one day the Lord said to me, how long are you going to follow uh, uh, apostle and not uh, participate in the things that he's telling you to do? Uh, because I, I, I was there, I was faithful, but I wasn't seeing progressiveness. And because really you can listen to the word, you can read the word and not believe it and don't do it. So it takes time for that to get settled in your heart and your mind. Uh, that's why faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to keep hearing until it clicks or until it tick in your spirit. I got it. I see it. I understand it. I know how to move with it. Instead of just, just going to so much, take your time, build one uh, block at a time, and you know how to plant your feet the next time you go back down to those areas or those challenges in your life. Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter 6, uh, let's see, it's the sixth. No, I'm sorry, chapter seven, excuse me. Ecclesiastes chapter seven and verse 25. Oh, and this is what I want you to do. When, when you hear the word of God, when you hear on Zoom, I apply my heart to know. I apply my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know that wickedness of folly and even foolishness and madness. You got to apply your heart, your mind to know and so you can have the reason of all things concerning your life. You got to apply your heart. You just can't come, hear the word, you know, this, and then you walk up. No, you got to apply yourself. You have to apply yourself to what's been said. You have to apply yourself to what's been heard. Are you listening? It's very important. If, if not, you're not going to see the results you need 
and you're going to think this don't work. Well, it's not going to work if you don't apply yourself. I don't care what it is. You have to apply yourself to become and to do what needs to be done in your life. You have to apply yourself. Amen. So I try to teach what the word of God, where you can have application to what I'm saying. By the revelation that's been released from the spirit to you, you've got to apply yourself to know to seek out wisdom and have the reason of why things happen or why things uh, why things should go the way they should go. But if you don't do that, you're going to have confusion. Now, remember, you're going to have fear. He said, no, I give you pastors so that you will not have fear. You won't have confusion. And then you won't have any life. See, when you apply your heart to know, to search out, the reason for why God said this or why God wants you to do this. And it works out so much better in all our lives when we apply ourselves to know the plans and purpose of God, the word of God that he has for our life. Now, how do I do this? Go to, go to Timothy now. Go to Timothy. Amen. You have to grow and develop spiritually, special in the time we're living in when there's so much coming against the truth of God and so much of logical thinking and logical reasoning are being uh, presented to, uh, mass, to the masses uh, against the word of God. No, the word is the word. We, we, don't, we don't challenge the word. We don't go against the word. We yield to the word of God. Now, I can't yield to it if I don't know it. If I haven't applied my heart to know it, somebody going to come out and suck me out of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Now you're going to get in trouble with the Lord. Now you're going to have fear, confusion, and you're going to have light because you won't stay in the pattern that God has purposed for you to flow in. Now, and, and here's 2 Timothy, if you will, please, 2 Timothy. You know, it's not hard. It's only hard in anything when we fail to apply ourselves and give ourselves to it at the level that we can. Amen. And then you'll have great dividends. You'll have great rewards when you apply yourself properly. You know, if you, you know, it's like anything. If you want to lose weight, you got to apply yourself. If you want to build muscles, you got to go to the gym, you got to apply yourself. If you want to increase your money, you got to be, you got to go and learn about finances, learn about things, and you got to apply yourself. When you do, then you're able to achieve and advance the way you want to. But you're not going to do it unless you do like Solomon said. He said, I apply myself. I apply my mind to know, to search out, to understand the reason of things. You have to do that. Amen. Now, how do I do that? Well, over here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, study to show yourself. Approve, watch this, under God. Study to show thyself. Approve, watch this, unto God. Not anybody else. You're not studying to show yourself, approve unto anybody else. Because the Bible said promotion comes from God. God set it up one, he pulled it down another. 
So you have to study and show yourself approved under God. Don't try to study to prove yourself to people. That's that ain't gonna give you nothing. And there's no reward in that. Bible said there's there's uh, there's you know no reward in glorying in your flesh. That that means nothing. Amen. But when you study yourself, uh, study to show yourself approved under God. Hallelujah. Then great things can come out of you approving yourself under God. Amen. Now, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, notice, rightly dividing the word of truth. In the, in the Amplified Version, it, it says, study and be eager and do your utmost, utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillful teaching the word of God. Oh, I love that. Amen. In other words, when you begin to study yourself, you, then you begin to bring correction to yourself. You begin to accurately divide what's right, what's wrong. Amen. God will begin to give you insight of how to grow and develop and flow in the plans and promises he has for your life. It's so important that you get all, you have to study, ladies and gentlemen, to know you have proved yourself to God. When you do that, then things begin to happen. Your life begin to make uh, changes for the better. You begin to grow. You feel better. You understand how to function in this world that's crazy. And you can keep, a, you can keep your sound mind while this world is going crazy. But see, you have to listen and you have to apply yourself. Amen. And when you do that, ladies and gentlemen, it calls you to elevate. Always remember, when you eliminate, when you eliminate stuff out of your life, it calls you to elevate in other areas of your life. Until you elim eliminate, you'll never elevate. You have to take out to go up. Take out to go up. Amen. Well, uh, Fresh word in, old stuff out, and and you and you you go up, you start rising like an edifice, amen. Just like praying in the Holy Ghost, you, you build yourself in the Word of God. You start rising in your faith. You start rising in your prayer. You start rising in your confession, because you begin to see things different uh, from God's point of view and not the world point of view. So it's very important that you and I always. Understand, we must study to show ourselves approved unto God. Now, we hear, let's go over to uh, chapter three while we're here. Because God has good things and great things for you. Okay? But you have to work with him and you have to know how he thinks, how he operates, how he moves. And you learn that through the word of God. Amen. And then things begin to take place and shape up in your life like God wanted to shape, all right? Now, notice this. Here uh, we see uh, Timothy was the son of Paul, and uh, he sort of going down through a history with his mom, his grandmama, uh, to this present time. And let's look at verse number 15, just, just for just 15. I want you to look at 15. He said, and, and that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, 
Wow. So even early in Timothy's life, because his grandma and his mama began to train him up in the way he should go. So when he get old, he would not depart. See, that's so important that you put that word in your children. You got young kids, you got teenagers. This tell them, you know, you ain't got to beat them down with it, but you can at least introduce them to it. Praise God. He says, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16 says, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable. You want to profit in your life? It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for, for instruction in righteousness. And I like when you apply yourself and you allow the word of God that's been presented to you through the Holy Spirit, through the man of God that God connects you to. And these scriptures, you understand these scriptures are inspiration by God. And they, they're designed to bring number one profit to you. They, they're designed to reprove you, me, you know, check you out in some things. It's going to bring correction in some things uh, for instructions in righteousness. Amen. Now, this enables you to have a beautiful life in Christ. It's not about control, ladies and gentlemen. God's not trying to control you. God's trying to build you and give you a better life. You ever know he said, whosoever will, let them come. He didn't say, uh, whosoever make them come. No, he said, whosoever will, let them come. Amen. Now, let's look at this because 17 verse is what is what it's all about is what coming to church and sitting up under the anointing hearing the word of god that the man of god or the woman of god may be perfect that word perfect there is mature that doesn't mean you're not going that word perfect don't mean you're not going to have a flaw no it means to mature it means to grow up all right thoroughly furnish until notice all good works. Wow. The Amplified says, I'm just going to read in this out of the 17th verse. It says, well, no, I'll read out the 16th. Let's start at 16. We'll go down. Uh, notice this. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration, and is profitable for instructions. For reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and disciplines in obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, in purpose, and in action. We notice training in righteousness for what? So we can understand holy living. So we can understand conformity to God's will and our thought life and our purpose of life and the actions that we do in life. Glory be to God. Woo-wee. You talking about being happy. You talking about being full of joy and peace when you fulfill these things in your life. And notice you have to focus on doing this. This ain't going to happen by chance. 
it happens because you focus and you discipline and you set your mind to do these things, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to set your mind. Amen. You have to set your mind to do these things. If not, you're going to wander away and you're not going to do them and you're not going to get God's best for your life. Not that he don't want to give it to you. You haven't put yourself in position so he can give you what belongs to you. Now, 17 says this. So that the man of God, man of God means the person of God, all right? We're going to say so that the people of God, I put it that way, may be complete. The people of God may be proficient. The people of God may be well fitted. The people of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, this is what God's want. This is what God is after in all our lives that would be thoroughly equipped for every good work in the plan and purpose he has for our lives. But you got to work with him. You got to yield yourself and, and yoke yourself under him. And when you do this, ladies and gentlemen, things begin to take on a whole nother level of connotation. You begin to see different. You begin to understand. You begin to feel different uh, about you and Christ in you. Because, see, Christ in us, but it's working out of us. A lot of times we won't let him come out because we haven't truly identified ourselves with him on the inside. He's on the inside working his way on the outside of us because we become his personal representative. We become his what? Personal representative. Well, how do I do that? Well, I apply myself to know. I apply myself to understand. I hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And, and I align my mind, my thought life, my, my speech. Uh, and you have to do this. You have to work on yourself. The Bible says over in Philippians, I believe, chapter 2, verse 13, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. So you got to work it out. How do I work it out? When I apply myself to what's been said, when I apply myself what's been heard, when I apply myself what I read in this Bible, I align my mind and my mouth to do what God has designed and purpose and plan for me to do in the kingdom he has connected me to. Listen, it's not hard. It's, it's not hard. It's only hard, ladies and gentlemen, when we fail to apply ourselves properly. Are you listening? Now, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to position you to always get the results you need, uh, to always achieve the things you need to achieve, but you're not going to do it unless you follow the guidelines that God has set in this word. God's not trying to hold anything back from you. He's trying to give you everything he can. He wants you so blessed in every ever of your life. But you got to work with it. Don't work against him. Because if you don't work against him, truly, he'll lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life as you dwell in the house and the presence of the Lord forever. See, he always anointed our head with oil. Watch this. 
Why? So our cup can run over. He wants us to have a run over lifestyle. But you have to grow up to handle, handle the blessings, handle the anointing, and handle uh, what he has for you. It's like a, we all, well, most people have kids. Uh, you know, a child has to grow up at what level you give them certain things. You just don't give them everything when you're born. But as you grow and develop and you see that he's ready, then you then you introduce him to it. It's the same way God is with us. When he sees that we're ready, when he sees that we're prepared ourselves, when he sees that we did the things that we're supposed to do, then he present us, put us to the next level that he has for us. And remember, he's not against you, but he's taking you step by step. All right? He's trying to take you, but he can't take you unless you grow up. All right? You're not going to give a, well, you shouldn't give a 10-year-old a cock. Number one, they don't have a license. Number one, they probably can't see uh, what they're going, and they probably don't know what they're doing. But you're going, yeah, I just bought my child a brand-new Mercedes. Praise God. And you give it to him. And he's not old enough to get a license. Nobody's going to insure him. So I'm just trying to say, when you grow up, when you grow up, then you're able to get this. God said, okay, you ready for this? All right, you ready for this? All right, you ready? For this? There's things God has for y'all. There's things God has slotted for y'all, but you haven't matured up so he can give it to you because he's not going to give you anything that's going to hurt you. Or listen to me. He's not going to give you anything that's going to turn you away from him and you're not ready, but he'll wait until you're ready. The Bible says he'll put no more on us than we can bear. So if you can't bear it, he won't put it on you. He'll wait till you're able to bear it, to enjoy it, and be a blessing with it, be a blessing to others, and so forth and so on. So, so tonight, the Holy Spirit just wanted me to come and talk to you about growing up spiritually. I mean, really, we're talking about growing up spiritually tonight. Uh, you know, he got so many things he want to anoint you to do, but you got to be mentally mature, spiritually mature, to handle them what it wants you to do. Because let me tell you something. When you begin to walk in an anointing, there's a responsibility that goes with that anointing uh, that you have to know how to help and you have to know how to walk. The more anointed you are, the more, uh, the more of the walk of holiness and sanctification you have to become. You know, it's just as you grow farther, you other stuff sort of drop off and it becomes less, you become less of a concern with those things. Some things that just don't bother me because it, it don't entertain me no more because I sort of pass beyond that. Amen. I love talking the word. I mean, I could talk the word for hours because that's who I am. And that's why I train myself to be. Yeah, I like other things, but that word, man, we talk that word, brother, sisters. Um, you, I mean, you got my attention. The word of God is so, so important. It's a life support system. It causes us our heart to beat in the spirit like it need to be. We have the rhythm of God when we understand the word of God and we're able to process it and use it for the benefit of the kingdom of God. That's it, uh, my brothers and sisters. I've given you what I feel the Holy Spirit wanted me to give to you 
Uh, it's time to grow up spiritually. Uh, God's getting ready to do great things with the body of Christ. And you need to be in position mentally, spiritually, physically, financially to uh, follow the plans and purposes he have for you. Because at the end of our walk, when we stand before him, we want to hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. That is my, that's my joy. I hear him tell me when I stand before him. So I'm striving every day to make heaven my home and make God proud of me being a son in his kingdom. All right. Well, praise God. We uh, hope you enjoyed and got good notes uh, tonight. Uh, you have an opportunity to minister God, minister to God in the area of, in the worship of giving, uh, giving God your tithes, uh, I mean, releasing your tithes to God and giving a free will offer to him. Because always remember, giving to God is free will. God doesn't force you to give. He gives us opportunity to give. And when we do that, we grow up and we yield and we give like, and then you know we're ready for the next level of increase and promotion and prosperity when you see how we can freely give and free to release back to you. Amen. Uh, Minister Jenna has, has uh, put it up to, uh, to uh, text give to put your offering in uh, and to the kingdom of God. Listen, there is no shortages. The only shortages is what men make. Let me give you that again. There are no shortages. The only shortages is what man makes. They call it supply and demand. Now, remember, the earth is the Lord. And the Bible created this earth to reproduce after its own kind. So oil is always producing. Grass is always producing. Fish always produce. Everything's always reproducing. So there's nothing running out. Amen. Man makes shortages to make people, to manipulate people to do something that they really don't want to do. But there is no shortage in this earth. Amen. Hear what I'm telling you. There is no shortage. Amen. It's, he's the God, watch this, he's the God of more than enough. He's the God that never runs out. He's, he's ever loving. Amen. Ever caring. Praise God. He's everlasting. Praise God. Amen. So he never runs out. So don't believe that stuff. That's, that's called fear. It's called control. It's called manipulation. It calls taking your money from you. So you won't be able to give to God and give to the work of God and give to the man of God and give to the woman of God. No, don't let the world eat your seed. Honor the word of God with your seed. And you'll see that God will meet every need. And I can stand here and I can steady and boldly say to you, I have no needs. Don't need nothing. I need more of God. Yeah. <laughs> I always need more of him. But I'm saying materialistic things, things that we enjoy that make life, I have no needs. Amen. I, I'm in full supply. I mean, it's, 
I mean, praise God. <laughs> and it's a good place. And it's not just a place for me, but it's a place for you. When you can get to a place in Christ, you say, I have no needs. Amen. Everything that I need, God has already provided. So I don't, I don't praise God. It's just thank God for it. Amen. So let God take it to that place. To where now I'm asking God to give you me my desires of my heart. There's things that I desire in life. He said, if I delight myself in the Lord, he shall give me the desires of my heart. So now I'm working on my desires now. I'm not working on my needs because I've sold seed for God to meet my needs. Needs are met through seeds. You got a need, put a seed in the ground. That's how seeds are met. According to Philippians 4, uh, 10 through 19, Paul decreed that. Uh, now my God shall supply all your needs. And that's because they sow seeds. So just remember that. Grow up in that. And, uh, you know, you, you'll see great things happen. All I can say, you'll see great things happen. Well, continue to pray for our new building every day. I, want you, I need you to confess with me. Thank you, Father, for our debt-free turnkey building. Amen. Stay in prayer with that. Stay uh, and, and thanksgiving with that. And we know God has a building for us that we'll enter into that building very soon. Also, we want you to continue to pray. Amen. We're pursuing a uh, building in Orlando right now. We have an application in, and we just send the heart of God on it. We, we, you know, uh, you know, we, we walk things out in faith, you know, so we get our, all our paperwork in. So we uh, uh, believing if it's God's will, God's plan for us to have this building in, uh, in Orlando. We ask God to give us divine favor and give us the, the go so we can open up the second Lord of mercy in Orlando, Florida. Right now we're in the process of seeing if that's going to happen. So keep us in prayer uh, that the will of God, plan of God will go forth as he will have it to go. Because I only want the plan and purposes of God in my life because that's what the blessing lies. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight's training. We thank you that we're growing up spiritually. We thank you that we have no fear. We thank you that we have no confusion. We thank you that we have no lack because we follow the plans and purpose you have for our life. We apply ourselves to know. We seek out wisdom, the reason of all things. We thank you so very much. Thank you for the anointing that removes burdens and it destroys yokes. Thank you so much, Lord, for uh, forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Uh, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the assistance, the angels that always helping us to fulfill your God-given plans on earth. Father, we thank you for signs, wonders, and miracles in our lives. Every day, every week, we see you do incredible, uh, uh, just, just supernatural manifestations of your goodness that we know how much you love us and you care for us. Father, I thank you that Satan is bound and every plan that he's tried to wage against the body of Christ is nullified through the blood of Jesus right now. We cancel the plans. We stop them. 
We, we come against and vex, no hex, spell, or any such thing, Lord. We bind it up and we stop it in the name of Jesus. And we put the blood of Jesus over the people of God, over their family, over their uh, possessions, Lord. We plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to cover them from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet, to cover their cars, Father, to cover their apartments, Father, in the name of you, cover their jobs, Lord, cover them while they're on the job, Father. No incidents, no accidents, no terrorist attacks, Father, in the name of Jesus. We decree your divine favor right now. Go before us and surround us and keep us in the hollow of your hand. Thank you, Lord, right now for the blessedness of you, Lord, that we look unto you that's the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you so much, Father, that because of you, we're able to stand strong and bold and trust you and know that you're a man that cannot lie and you're know that you're a man that would never give us false hope. Thank you for being faithful to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I do pray and decree these things over your life. And the body of Christ say, Amen. Well, it's been a joy uh, ministering and training you tonight. Uh, as I leave, I do want to say I decree God's peace, God's grace, God's increase, God's favor, God's protection, and God's provision be over your life until we meet on Sunday morning. Like I said last week, shalom, peace out, love you.